Hey, creatives. Welcome back to another episode of the Typical Creative Podcast. I'm Ashton, your host. It's genuinely good to have you. Thanks for listening. Today's guest is just a really great person. She is driven, passionate, small business owner, interested in sustainable living, and she is just great and fun to talk to. So I hope that you walk away from this conversation with as much stoke in your heart as I did. She brought this idea up that I just got to talk about before we get started. It's that inspiration doesn't always come from art, from color, from movies, from things that we look at and go, whoa, but that actually boredom, that empty space, the void of nothingness can generate the best ideas, that tinkering and just trying things out can actually be a wonderfully creative space. So I just love that, had to share that, have to talk about it, but we'll get more into that later. Today's guest, like I said, is a small business owner of Kinda Quaint, and you can look up her shop uh, through different Instagrams. There should be a link in the episode notes as well if you'd like to click on that. But as a special thank you for listening today, she wanted to give you, typical creatives, 30% off on her shop for any sustainable goods as well as jewelry. So at checkout, just click typical creative 30 for 30% off and seriously, a special thanks to our guest. Like I said, she's interested in sustainable living and art of interesting and wonderful things. And so, man, she's just great and you're going to love her. So here she is without further ado, Dylan Beck. I have a passion for sustainability and taking care of the world. Where do you, where does that come from? Like, that like passion for sustainability? Yeah, if you're like, you know, like if you describe yourself as that, like, yeah, where does that come from? You know, because it's not like, it's not like everybody, you know, we've talked about this before just mm-hmm. briefly. It's like, you know, we live in Southwest Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> not most people probably don't care. Or they think true. science is a joke. Like it's crazy. You know? It's like, well, no. The world is fine. Look outside. The grass yeah. is green. Yes. Remember that big tornado? Yeah. Yeah. That happened because. Weird. The planet's rebelling that's really crazy against our decisions say that (laughs) (laughs) you literally experienced it yeah so anyway where does that come from for you to be like no this matters i care about this like i'm gonna put some effort towards it absolutely so i would say that whenever i first started caring about sustainability um was from my sister's friends her freshman year of college they were all from california and that was weird because i'd never met anyone (laughs) from california they're their own breed of people yep And they all, I remember them talking a lot about their clothes and how they were really careful with where they bought their clothes because they wanted to make sure that they were good for the environment. Yeah. And I just thought that was weird. I was like, what do you mean (laughs) clothes can't be bad for the environment? They're just clothes. And so then I started doing research on it and I was like, no, that's a problem. It's a big problem. So Mm -hmm. they were definitely the people that like pointed me in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I started to do my own research, um, it was just kind of something I, I couldn't ignore. I don't know if there's one thing specifically that I was like, because of this one problem, this like giant yeah. passion burst inside me. Right. But it was just slowly like something I felt like I couldn't keep ignoring as a human mm-hmm. on this world. And then especially when I realized how much in this area specifically, no one is doing anything. That was something that I was like, yeah, even though we yeah. don't have an ocean with turtles in it, right. <laughs> doesn't mean that there's not things that we can be doing here. So yeah. I think for a lot of people, it's like they think they see the Instagram like, you know, now this or now Earth or whatever yeah. videos and they see the turtles with the straws stuck in their nose and all the sad things that you see on the Internet. But like, you know, of course, then they go, well, we don't have an ocean like you just said, but 
there's yeah, there's so exactly. much more than that you know it it's like, is. and it's surprisingly you know fun little fact actually a lot of your stuff still makes it down to the ocean like through the yeah. rivers because guess where rivers go <laughs> to the ocean no 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 <laughs> into no. lakes sometimes sometimes to lakes occasionally but to lakes pretty much if you live especially if you live here everything in your river goes to the gulf of mexico mm. so it goes to the ocean people <laughs> yeah. like just because so you no don't difference. get the beach doesn't mean you don't impact yeah. the ocean i even have to like so where i live every day driving to um like my job i have to drive by the trash plant in web city and i'm like this is the worst trash plant <laughs> i don't know if that's what it's called where but is it's that? like it's back behind so if you go by i don't know the names of roads Sorry, just here. just grab some general vicinity yeah so it's like you know the web city farmers market it's like kind of way far back behind that. Oh, okay. And like just back past that neighborhood. Are you talking about like the thing that's like that big roundabout and then off to the mm-hmm. side right there? Mm-hmm. I don't know if, is that the trash plant? Well, I guess the trash is like back there. Yeah. It's, yeah. But I think there's, there's a metal recycling Metal plant recycling there too. and then like behind that is yeah. the trash place. Yeah. Like, this is the worst. Yeah. They don't put the trash place by the road. Makes Mm-mm. people feel bad. Mm-mm. We, we can't face our demons. We want to hide them. <laughs> Put them behind these few trees that are yeah. soon going to be dead. Put that next to Walmart. Then maybe see people will That's think. That's true. Maybe I shouldn't buy these things. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I actually just released uh, a video on my YouTube channel today. That's sort of just about like looking at your habits and seeing hmm. how your habits like impact more than yourself, more than your money, more than your time and, yeah. and all of that. It's like there's even a little, a fun little piece of advice that people say like minimalists or whatever, trying to reform habits, they'll say, if you want to change your habits, change your environment. Hmm. But as the eco geek that I tend to be, I kind of took a 90 degree turn and I said, well, what if we change our habits to change the environment? Yeah. You know, I was like, (laughs) but anyway, I thought that was kind of, yeah, Yeah, sign on the dotted line. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so it was just like, I don't know, you're right, it is kind of difficult when you live here yeah to to feel like well two things one to feel like i think is very legitimate that no one else is doing anything mm-hmm. but it's i think it's just because it's not popular yeah because the more i've dug into it the more i've found that there's actually a lot of people who care hmm. and i say a lot compared to the none i expected there to be yeah but it's definitely still not the popular thing or the mm-hmm. the commonplace thing. But there's actually there's actually a pretty Little decent chunk here. of like people who care, yeah. which is really cool, you know. Yeah. And not everybody can care about the same things, which is one of the frustrating things of being a human <laughs> is that everyone's yeah. not like you and doesn't understand you. Oh, but man. it's one of the best things is that people who aren't like you bring things you don't even think about. Yeah. That you that you oh, might even good. benefit from. It's like. I don't know how to pour concrete for a road, but I sure like driving on the road, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I don't really want to ride a horse. (laughs) You know, I really like highways. I go places fast, (laughs) you know? So anyway, I think that's kind of a, it's really, really easy Hmm. to like, and I still slip into this, to be cynical. Yeah. It's just like, ah, you know? Definitely. Even feel arrogant, I think, at times to be like. Oh, I agree. Ah, well, I recycle. (laughs) And you don't even recycle? That's Oh, you don't have a compost bin in your kitchen? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's so weird why wouldn't you <laughs> wait your food scraps go to the landfill are you kidding me man it's probably a sin just to make it into the bible <laughs> well, that's 
actually debatable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we we have one descriptor for people who don't know you that you're interested in. Sustainable living, zero waste, kind of that lifestyle. Mm. What's what's another thing? Let's go with something more trivial. What's something you like to do for fun? Uh, What I like to do for fun? I like to run... Runner. Which is an odd... I'm not a runner. Oh. I like to run. I'm super bad at it. <laughs> I'm definitely that person that's like, I've been running for years, but you probably see me running on the side of the road and you're like, oh, she just started. <laughs> <laughs> wow, way to go, buddy. But no, I'm really bad at running, but I enjoy it. So Yeah, running is one of those things that no one likes to start running, but if you can stay running, mm-hmm. you love it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, there's a lot... I mean, just the science behind running is that... <laughs> It straight up like makes your brain feel good. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> it does. That's literally why I started doing it. Yeah. I think I started running my freshman year because I, it was like right before I started at the school that I graduated from. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just need to do something more productive. And so I started running and I really liked it and just kept doing it. So still super slow. Like I will never be anyone in a race and running, but I mean, it's fun to do. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's just different outcomes. Like, yeah. It's different goals. There's the uh, the competitor mindset, and then there's just like, you know, <laughs> you can run for fun. Like, you can do color yeah. run. Color run is not yes. about like, color run is fun. like, people don't do the color run to be like, dude, I just PR'd. <laughs> you know? It's like they did it because they want to get color powder thrown at them and have a cool shirt and have fun and like yeah. hang out with their friends you know it's that's like, all anyone could want <laughs> you know you could pretty much just do that without the running part that's true but then run. you didn't run a 5k darn it <laughs> so anyway yeah that's really great um i used to really love running and then i stopped running and then it yeah and now every time i try to start running again i'm like ah, i want to love this again but i can't but I will, but I won't. Yeah. But I might. It's terrible. It's really bad for like... Yeah. I, I, so I am... I actually did stop running for a little bit like this past semester and I'm just now getting back into it. And like the first time I went back out, I brought my roommate's dog because I was like, if I stop running, then I can be like, oh, it was just my dog who needed <laughs> to take a break. She's so young yep. and tired. And it's like, no, I run like 400 yeah. meters. And I'm like, wow, I need a break. <laughs> So I have this interesting story. Sometimes I tell people this. When I was in eighth grade, I, I did track for the first time. I was really, really good at like triple jump, long jump, and the mile, which is well like a done. weird combination. Yeah. I stopped running the mile in an eighth grade track districts because that was sort of like you needed to do three events. It was, mm-hmm. you know, they wanted everyone to do three events. But at districts, one of our people dropped out and like decided or got hurt or something, couldn't run the mile. And I was like, I'll do it. So at the end of the third lap... I just start sprinting because I thought it was the end. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I run past the finish line and everyone's like, keep running. And I'm like, went like deathly winded because I oh, just sprinted no. the last 200 meters. That's terrible. <laughs> so then I kept going. Uh, and I ended up doing a 516 mile. Shoot. But I got second place. There was a kid that got a 446. Are you kidding yeah. me? He had a personal trainer and all kinds of stuff, but it's like, oh, whatever. That's not fair. Rich kids. <laughs> Rich kids. <laughs> he was, though. <laughs> but either way, I don't know that I would have got that good of a time if I wasn't stupid and sprinted, <laughs> like, the whole third lap. <laughs> like, I don't know if I would have done as good if I wasn't stupid. Yeah. And I, like, just threw up everywhere afterwards because my body oh my was like, you're gosh. an idiot. <laughs> it was revolting against yeah. you. It was like... 
you push me, I push you. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, I still like running, even though I have that hilarious... Tra- trauma. <laughs> it's, like, both glorious and traumatic. <laughs> it's, like, a nice fusion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, you are a zero-waste sustainable person. Mm-hmm. You enjoy running. Yes. Or you're a fun runner. I'm a fun runner. Yeah. A color runner. <laughs> a color runner. And let's do one more. One more thing. Like, what's something else that people are like, just meeting you, you would say about yourself? <laughs> um, well, I am a dedicated follower of Christ. That's probably the first thing you need to know about me. You left it for third, though. I did. Yeah. No, I <laughs> yeah. I left it for third. Because <laughs> it's the most important. Bringing it home, yeah, you know? That's right. yeah, making sure the last one is the thing you remember. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. I know, like, that's how we got connected in the first place mm-hmm. was through church. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's super cool. Just like a lot of, you know, and I think it's not disconnected from the sustainable conversation. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I think a lot of people will look at science and religion and belief systems and whatever, and they sort of, they parse these things out mm-hmm. and they say, well, this belongs here and this belongs here. Yeah. Separation of church and state. And it's like, well, okay, hold on. Right. I agree. And I even think, um, so whenever in high school, I was first starting to get into this and I graduated from like, you know, college heights, mm-hmm. Christian school is a really small private school here in Joplin, Missouri. Yeah. Um, and I think I remember like my junior year, I started bringing my lunches to school in my glass jars because I was like, I'm not going to buy a lunchbox. Like I'll just reuse my yeah. jars and bring my lunch. And I remember everyone thought it was super weird. And I was like, whatever, like, it's fine. It's just my lunch, man. And <laughs> yeah, I remember weird. everyone was like, isn't that like a really like, um, I don't know, West, like the coastal regions <laughs> type stuff. Why are you like, why are you so liberal? I know. I was like, this is, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand why this is a big deal. Um, but I definitely think there's a really big aspect of Christianity, you know, like be good stewards of the world is literally mm-hmm. one of the first commandments in the whole Bible. And I think that's what we were intended to do, yeah. like to take care of this planet. It's our responsibility. Right. And that's another big reason why I also got into sustainability because yeah. as I was looking into it, I was like, we haven't done our job. Like we've 100% oh, yeah. not done our job. And well, in fact, there's even, I think that me- the mentality actually comes from the over partisan invasion of, mm-hmm. of the religion thing, which I think the, it's really ironic, the whole separation of church and yes, state I thing. Agree. And then <laughs> some of like the way that, certain political thinking has actually sort of parasitically hijacked yeah. religion in some ways. I'm not going to get too much right. into that, but like, you know, I mean, we all get it, you know, time Every, to unpack all that. Yeah, We don't, we don't feel like it. It's, uh, it's not time for more coffee yet. But anyway, it's like, I think there's a bunch of people who actually jumped into the whole, like, we're going to get raptured and the world's going to burn thing. And I've legitimately heard people say, why do you recycle I'm like, well, you know, give them some reasons. Then they're like, well, that's so stupid. If you're like a Christian, then don't you just want the world to burn faster so that Jesus comes back and like raptures Mm. you? And I'm like, I don't even know where to start to respond to that. (laughs) It's like, first uh, off, no no rapture. That's not a thing. (laughs) That's not biblical. (laughs) That's um... not like, I don't even, I don't know. Again, it's like, where do you start? It's like, we clearly have... (laughs) more presuppositions to talk about than this even conversation so anyway i do think that's interesting yeah all right i want to turn corner a little bit here and talk about some of your small business drive you know your (laughs) you know basically a college kid who said 
I love sustainability. I love all these different things. You love even the jewelry that you make and some other yeah. stuff like that. Tell me just a little bit, like, first off, what's your what's your small business name? Mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you sell? Yeah. Just give me kind of the, the 101. Absolutely. So my small business is called Kinda Quaint. Um, it was a quarantine-born business whenever my hours were getting cut at work and is everything it that like new? that. It is just past one year. Wow. Yeah. I thought, it, I thought you were doing this longer for some reason. I'm a baby. Well, <laughs> either way, your brand is, I say that because the brand feels more developed than oh, one year. thank you. So it's oh, really, really, really great. thank you. <laughs> yeah. But keep going. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's called Kinda Quaint. Um, I started... I kind of did not know what I wanted to make at first, so it's been through a lot of different phases, but we've landed at, I make a few different reusable and sustainable products as well as some eco-friendly accessory pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, So I make reusable cotton rounds, reusable tea bags. I get a lot of questions about my cotton rounds, so they're just anything that you could use a cotton ball or a disposable cotton round for, typically for applying toner or taking off makeup, washing your face, things like that. Which are, is not just for women. Yeah, no, 100%. Guys should wash their <laughs> you face, You should definitely too. wash your face. Like, if you're not washing your face, Got some start issues. washing yeah. your face. Like, it helps. I, I, I say that as someone who's not very good at remembering to do that. I agree. But, dude, it's, it's okay. It's more difficult than it Men, should be. Men, wash your face. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And so you make some eco-friendly products, some sustainable yeah. products. And I think one question that a lot of people have when you're talking about products like that is, yeah. okay, well... You know, there's the, uh, where do you get the things? Yeah. You know, it's sort of a, have you seen the the show The Good Place Mm -hmm. on NBC? Mm -hmm. One of the things that they run into in that show is every decision you made, even if you had good intention, had so Mm -hmm. many repercussions that were negative. So helping, you know, recycling, for instance, could potentially lead to somebody choosing to take your recycled goods and dump them in the ocean, which Mm -hmm. then killed somebody and shipwrecked something and killed a bunch of animals, ruined the coral reef. And so your recycling actually gave you negative points Mm. because of the fallout of other people's decisions impacting your decisions. Mm. So anyway, it's sort of like the butterfly effect thing. But I think that's what a lot of people look at all of this is they say, why try? Because every bit of effort I make will just get undone tenfold. Mm. So on that mindset, some people will ask the question, so where do you get the stuff that you make your stuff mm-hmm. with? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So another one of my big efforts whenever I started my small business was that I wanted to support other small businesses through my small business. So mm. where I get most of my products from is from Etsy. So I make sure to find other like-minded small business owners um, that just have the same desire. Yeah. Um, for a better world. So my fabric is all unbleached, undyed fabric um, that is bought from other small businesses. It's organic, so there's no chemicals whatsoever used nice. in the making of this fabric. Yeah, so for my usual reusable tea bags, there's, you know, whenever you steep your tea in it, you're not getting any other, like, gross chemicals yeah. or anything like that in your tea. Um, you mean I, I don't want <laughs> extra bleach and chemicals in my drinks? You know, if you want that, feel free to do that. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just just don't drink a Red Bull after that. Right. Because then Probably. you're like in the most ironic situation. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, we're Probably trying. Probably not best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but. you you know, you know you get fabrics, you yeah. get materials like that. What other kind of materials do you get? Mm-hmm. So for my accessories, I do soldering. I don't actually know if it's soldering or soldering. I've heard it pronounced. It's soldering. Soldering. Okay. Yeah. That's 
I've had so many people yeah. recently been like, you're saying it wrong. No, like, it's I don't soldering. know. Okay, great. Yeah. Soldering. <laughs> um, and I make rings, specifically rings and earrings for the most part. And I make sure that's another one of the things that I'm passionate about as well is it's really difficult to find products that you can be certain are made from sustainable goods mm-hmm. and things like that in the fashion industry. Right. So I was like, well, screw it. I'm just going to make my own. Yep. So, um, rings and earrings are specifically what I deal with. And yeah. I, uh, do that through, I use recycled sterling silver mm-hmm. and gold. There's actually a shortage of gold right now. So none of my gold is recycled sadly, but it is bought from a sustainable, um, e-commerce jewelry supply mm-hmm. store called Rio Grande. They're, they're really great. They're really transparent about where they get all of their items from. Yeah. So before I buy something, I make sure to just read through it and make sure it's not like this was Imagine made in a that. sweatshop in China. Yeah. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? It's like, uh, I, I think something you're even saying here is just something we all take for granted. Yeah. And we just assume everything comes from people doing it the right way. Right. It's like, I love that you just are willing to take probably not that much time. Like four even, seconds. Yeah. You just click on the about me page mm-hmm. and like see what somebody says about their stuff. Yeah. You know, you can only do so much. I think this is one of the things that I really like. Um, I can't, or one of the quotes that I really like about sustainable living is probably one of the most famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, we don't need a few people doing zero waste lifestyles perfectly. Yes. We need millions of people doing it imperfectly. Absolutely. Something like that. And so, for instance, that's a great example of you taking the initiative to make sure you're getting the right stuff. If somebody else lied to you, like there's nothing you can really do yeah. about that. Yeah. So, but it's like you, you're still doing everything you can in your power to create a better, more sustainable world, which I love that. Oh, thanks. You know? So anything other than metal and cloth, is there any other materials that you're just, I mean, a f- I mean like a few small ones. I do make my own porcelain clay for oh. some of my earrings. Um, that's a, a, pretty newer one I did like at the beginning of quarantine when I first started my shop I was like I want to make earrings so I remember I bought like some just of the typical polymer clay without researching it and then Mm -hmm. I was like shoot this is terrible this is really bad for the environment (laughs) so I stopped doing that and was researching different ways that you can still do about the same thing yeah and I found that porcelain clay is extremely easy to make. Hmm. It's literally just like cornstarch, baking soda, salt, and water. Wow. And you boil it all together, and then you let it dry for like two days, and it's rock and solid. And that's the, like the white mm-hmm. earrings, the little white pieces. Site. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, it's a really great little item. Um, it's super easy. It's super cheap, and it's you know just a starch base. It's really eco friendly. Um, so that's the only yeah. other thing, but. Most of it comes from either other small businesses or that one Rio Grande website. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so awesome. Like just to go through the process of starting this, you know, you have this (laughs) initial, like, could I, Yeah. could I really do this? You know, you have this sort of moment of like, I really care about this. I want Mm -hmm. to do something. You know, you talked initially about fast fashion, you know, Yeah. and people just sort of replacing things and one thing that you do that i really like that you put on social media is you show people how to take care of stuff you know and that's something that i've seen trending a little bit in different like stuff even tiktok whatever people just saying like i take care of my things so that they're new longer mm-hmm. rather and then you don't have to buy them again so yeah. not only does that save you money but it literally makes less waste mm-hmm. and your stuff is nice. Yes. It's like there's no reason not to other For than real. being lazy. 
So anyway, this isn't a this isn't a I'm better than you thing. It's just one of those moments where you got to look at the uh, the facts and go, well, what should I do? Hmm. You know, yeah. and I really like that because you make reels. I don't know if you do TikTok stuff or not. I but. am so bad at TikTok. I've been trying recently. <laughs> it's a struggle. But you've made some content like, hey, this is how mm-hmm. you make your, you know, silver yeah. look nice again, mm-hmm. which is really great. I think that's a, a, a really important part of the sustainable conversation yeah. is like, you know, you don't have to be like a trash panda mm-hmm. that like <laughs> eats on dirty plates right. and like has food scraps in one corner of your living room. <laughs> you don't have to wear one shirt right every day just to be more sustainable. Yeah, it's like you don't have to you don't have to like completely look like a home- homeless person mm-hmm. or give up all of these luxury things or even give up any like normal right. things really. It's like you can just put a little bit of effort in. Absolutely. And find really you know, essentially analyze your habits and find cool ways to do this. Mm-hmm. So your business is really kind of built on some of those blocks, even if not yeah. necessarily like this is what I'm building it on. <laughs> I kind of see evidence of all those things. And I really, I think it's a, it's a pretty strong foundation to build oh, something on, you. you know, cause it's like, it's sustainable. It's literally like, again, <laughs> it's another perk, you know, Good. sustainable businesses yeah. have a future. Yeah, non-sustainable businesses don't. However, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's true. even in the business world, that makes plenty of sense right Mm -hmm. so you sell on etsy yes but you've also gone to some craft shows and stuff like that tell me about that experience because i think plenty of us have gone with our grandparents or moms (laughs) or somebody to a craft show at some point the craft shows are a little different than they were when we were kids so tell me about that experience what's it like being a vendor what's it like even just being there what's the community like just give me some kind of what's your take on it I love craft shows. So I was actually just telling you earlier, I sold at my first big craft show this past weekend, literally like four days ago. And it was really, really fun. So it was the little craft show. It was called the little craft show, although it was not very little, (laughs) um, just in Northwest Arkansas. There were a couple thousand people there, almost a hundred vendors of all different kinds. And I think craft shows are so fun because you find the weirdest and sometimes the best things that you'll ever find there. Cause it's literally like all these people that are like, I made this on my kitchen counter and now you can buy it if you want to. And yeah, there were so many different, so many different people there. There was this one girl selling like crocheted, hand crocheted stuffed animals. And she sold out within like an hour of this eight hour long craft show. And yeah, yeah. So many right next to me with this homemade bread maker. And I was like, you are literally trying to, fatten me up to put me in the oven right now like i am gonna buy everything like, from i'm gonna your go booth. buy the stuffed animal yes. bread and go yes. into a nap coma just really happy right now <laughs> living your best life amen no i think craft shows are amazing and they're also a really great way to support other small businesses i think a lot of people yeah. like the idea like you know has, hashtag support small businesses is yeah. really trending right now right. and i think a lot of people like that idea but then at the same time it's like great, but then how do I find small businesses to support? Um, So I think that's a really great way to find them. And Mm -hmm. I know there are a bunch of different websites. If if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, that's really great, but then how do I find craft fairs? You can literally go online and Google. There's this one website called festival.net and they have all the craft shows for every season lined up literally for every state in Mm. the United States. So you can literally go on there and just look up craft shows if you're wanting to find small businesses in your area. And if you want to take it another step <laughs> towards the sustainable thing, 
there's a search engine called Akosia. Yes. That <laughs> while you use that, if you every 45 searches or so, the ad money that they make plants more trees. Ah, and it's amazing. the same. It's basically they just take the ads and then Google still does the work. I love that. Which is really cool. There was even one that I saw. I had it on my school computer and then I forgot about it because they took away my school computer when I graduated. They but took it away. They took it away. It was like for every like 10, 15 searches, I think they was like one water bottle that was recycled yeah. or something like that. And yeah, I was like, I don't understand of... how this works, but I'm going to go ahead and download right. this on my computer. <laughs> right. It's. I mean, it's really like all of it functions because people pay money for ads. Nice. And so it just depends <laughs> who's getting paid for ads and then where they put that money. Hmm. You know, Google... I love Google because <laughs> they have made a lot of infrastructure for the yeah. current world we live in, including YouTube and all of that, which is really, there's dark sides, but it's right. really good, I think. <laughs> yeah. you know, overall, it's really good. And uh, they make a lot of money from ads <laughs> when you Google things. Yeah. But there's other companies that they take money and they put it towards things like planting trees or rebuilding the coasts or mm-hmm. taking care of the reefs or putting it back into education or yeah. you know there's lots of different ways that people give back with so good. the marketing money that's not just going to you know the big wigs pockets mm-hmm. which hey hey you know, say what you want <laughs> about the big wigs they're, they're their own they're their own thing we yeah. don't want to talk about that yeah. again i always chase these rabbits and like don't chase that rabbit. can't do that on here <laughs> <laughs> no don't do it ever because it's just it's like what was it gonna do just complain that's about true. it doesn't help yeah all right so you go to these craft shows. Are they lucrative? Are they weird? No. Are they uncomfortable? <laughs> Are they like, just give me some more yeah. details to like what it as a business owner. Yes. Okay. How do you feel about not just the craft shows, but like setting up and there's like, you basically have a storefront, mm-hmm. but it's temporary and there's mm-hmm. guaranteed customers. Yes. So I will say like whenever I first started looking into doing craft shows, cause I had read on a few like business support pages that those were one of the best ways to make money. I was like, but that's weird. Like that, am I going to go there? And there's going to be like four old people with their grandkids that don't want to come and look at my stuff and then walk away. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like that, this seems weird. And another one of my big concerns was, will there be a customer base for what I'm selling? So especially living here in the Midwest, um, I, so actually the reason why I started making the jewelry to go along with my sustainability goods is just because there's not much of a market for sustainability goods here. Hmm. So if I wanted to stay in business, I needed to find something else that I could sell yeah. that would make me enough money to continue to do what I actually want to do. Right. So um, that was one of my big concerns was, you know, hey, if I go sell at this craft show in Arkansas, are mm-hmm. they going to actually buy what I have? I don't want to pay all this money and then not make any. Um, but I found that to be completely opposite at every Mm. single craft show that I've sold at, which has been really great. So whereas on my website, I sell much more earrings and rings than I do sustainable products at craft shows. It's more impulse buy stuff. Yes. (laughs) Yes. At craft shows, I have sold out of my sustainability goods almost every time. And that's been really cool for me to see and really encouraging too. Cause I'm like, again, like yeah, there actually are some people yep. here that care about this. They just oh, maybe yeah. need to see the product sitting in front of them yes. and have me sitting there to explain, you know, this is how you do that. This is not actually that complicated. Right. You can, so that's been really great. But no, these craft shows have been some of the most fun I've had in a long time. <laughs> I felt like a kid coming home from a candy store when I was talking to my mom the next day about <laughs> this market. You got, I remember, so 
basically how it works is you get there about an hour before it starts and you just set up your booth and there are so many people there that are much cooler than me there's everyone <laughs> setting up on like either side and they had these cool there was this one um people that were like right adjacent to me with this one booth and they had they were selling bandanas but it was every month you could sign up for a subscription or you could just buy a single bandana but every month they had like 10 local artists submit designs and they choose like their five favorites and then they would print that design on the bandanas and sell it but then if you sign up for the subscription you get a free like a bandana every month from a different local artist that has designed it they were the coolest things i've ever seen in my whole life i feel like there's so many businesses like that where it's like how do you make money? But they make a killing. And I know. You're like you do something so really so specific. And yeah, but such, it's because such it's a niche unique crowd. But it is. They're yeah. the coolest things. So I like. I definitely show up there, and I'm like, I am not <laughs> cool enough for this space. I walk up, and there was like 50 street vendors, all of them selling like plants or these like homemade jewelry things. Or there's a bunch of pottery people there that were selling these really cool things. Yeah. Um, and then I like walk down, and there's just even more. I don't know. So the craft shows that I have been at, I know I'm probably rambling on, but have been very young crowds, which is something that surprised me. Which I think it almost just needs rebranded. Yeah. Which I think is really a good thing. You start seeing things being called markets or Mm -hmm. stuff like that now. Yeah. Because the whole idea of a craft show, Mm -hmm. it just feels very Branson, Missouri. It does. Or like antique mall type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know. It's just, like my perception of antique mall is that it's a bunch of people's junk that they don't want to sell at a garage sale. So yeah. they're trying to get top dollar from people who right. buy it. That's, that's not at all what craft shows are. Yes. Like they're very, they're very much like these small business owners. They're mm-hmm. people with passion. They're people with skills. They're people with artistic ability. Mm-hmm. They're sometimes really quirky, sometimes really cool, <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, you kind of get everybody and it's, it's For a real. fun environment. Yeah. I'm even doing so. And I will say like, there's a bunch of different kinds of craft shows too. So, or markets or whatever you want to call them. So in two weeks, I'm doing one called the art and ale in Kansas city. So it's a bunch of local artists, but it's also a bunch of local breweries. And so they're like teaming up and there's all these different breweries. You can go around and taste test while you're looking at all these local artists. And I'm like, this is really cool. You know, a really cool idea and full experience, full experience. And then the one after that, that I'm doing is just another artisan craft show um there's just a bunch of different kinds so it's kind of whatever you're looking for you can find mm-hmm. small businesses that fit that yeah yeah that's so cool i i didn't even realize there was i i figured like if i could just play it all out i'd be like oh yeah of course there's that <laughs> but i didn't realize there was even yeah like i guess craft shows or you know wine or beer tasting things that would also have that it's like why not just put the best of everything together it's like <laughs> why let's, not? Uh, let's have a, a rock show in a bounce house you know let's it's like, do we'll it live our best kid life <laughs> sounds great <laughs> and uh, our best teenage life you know it's like my chemical romance in a bounce house right <laughs> perfect combination <laughs> sounds like a dream <laughs> we'll all just uh wear eyeliner top and bottom there you go you know yes. and uh dye our hair black and paint our hair <laughs> our nails black and were well, you just... gothic? <laughs> so no, there was emo was not goth. Okay, emo was just a thing. Okay, it was like, just a thing. Like before skinny jeans were gender neutral, boys wore girl <laughs> pants. Oh, like we shopped girl jeans. All the mm. skaters we shopped girl jeans. Okay, because they didn't make skinny jeans for boys. 
Oh, that's interesting. So that's how skinny jeans even like came in oh. to the current existing of what we wear now. Is like we literally just wore girl pants. I didn't realize that that there wasn't like skinny jeans for guys. Yeah. Crazy. So anyway, that's kind of where that went. But <laughs> then just evolved. And I think the only place that emo still exists is Springfield, Missouri. Probably. Yeah, it sounds right. <laughs> it's like, I don't really know why they're all there, but they're all there. It's where they live. Like, <laughs> We're Ohio. They congregate there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they really do. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. I don't know where this conversation went, I've but I'm fine with it. It's The good. bounce house and my chem just <laughs> took off. So yeah, I want to ask you a couple more questions yeah. about your business, about creativity even. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, this is a podcast where we want to talk about some of the creative things that you do as whatever, fill in the blank, mm-hmm. you know. It's not this, like, I don't want to talk about fine arts. I want to talk about creativity other than that. So mm-hmm. I'll give you a, a quick little, this is a t-ball. You can knock this out of the park. I know it. Okay, okay. You, I know you can crush this. What inspires you to make a new product? Like, mm-hmm. when you're like, like, even what was your last new product? And what inspired you to kind of like... Hey, I need that. Or I think the world needs that. I mm-hmm. think I could make that. Mm-hmm. And like, where does that passion come from? Because I think it's really, that's a lot of creativity kind of like starting as this little seed and growing. Yeah. And then it comes out as part of your business. Yeah. So what was something like that? What's that process like for you? Mm-hmm. Or has it been? What do you hope it could be? Just run through that whole thing. Yeah. So I think um, my last big product that I released, and it's actually technically not completely released yet it's going to be released on sunday but exclusive exclusive um are my beeswax wraps um so that is a kind of a common um i don't know common not for this area but beeswax wraps are just pieces of fabric that have beeswax baked into them um, and then they mold they're a replacement for saran wrap so if you use let the heat of your hands mold the beeswax around a surface it will seal just like saran wrap would right and then you just rinse it off and it's good to use again. Um, and it replaces like more than just the saran wrap. It yes. can replace the whole container. For real. I, too, yeah, right? I just yeah. wrap everything up it's in like a beeswax. I'm avocado, like, beeswax. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think the the idea of the actual beeswax wrap was not my own idea. Yeah. Um, but I had talked to a lot of people that in this area were like, you know, that's a cool idea. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know where to get that. I love your voice for people. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool no idea. one gets mad at me <laughs> no one be mad if, if you're mad at her come at me <laughs> like it wasn't it was me take take Ashton it up with take it. it up with me <laughs> ashton obadiah yeah. on instagram send your hate there you go there you go <laughs> but um i actually so what i really wanted to do was create a product that was attractive to people in this area yeah. um but through it also support you know other small businesses so i did hire an artist in new jersey and she designed me this really pretty fabric so i have now like my own design for a beeswax wrap oh, and cool. i'm selling that now or on sunday i will be selling that and so i was really i've been really excited for that it took me about six months have you months. posted about that on instagram at all i have kind of a little bit not completely but i think just I've on posted, your stories right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, say, I'm looking at your grid and I can't it's see not it. there but I will tomorrow as my day I'm posting about it. Yeah. But so I think that was my last big product. And um, it took me about, that's the longest I've ever worked on anything. Mm-hmm. Finding the correct ratio of beeswax <laughs> to yeah. cloth and then melting it at the correct heat for the correct amount of time <laughs> took me like six months and so much ruined yeah. fabric that I now have sitting in my room and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. But um, I think that one was probably the thing I've worked the hardest on and 
I would say typically when it comes to my sustainability goods, my inspiration just comes from what I feel like the people around me yeah. would need slash use the most. Nice. Um, but so I, it's like a practical yeah. creativity. Yeah. It's like it's coming out of, it's sort of like the innovation. You know, it's like, mm. well, we used to drink coffee out of cups that burnt our hands. <laughs> so then we made tumblers and now it can be as Yay. hot as you want and you have a thermos and you're good to go. Good to go. It's that innovative creativity. Yeah. yeah. But I think for my jewelry pieces... Another reason why I do like making joys, I think it is kind of just like literally whatever you're thinking, you yeah. can make it. I, I would say specifically with the jewelry making arena to make sure you're getting your inspiration, not from other jewelry makers, because right. that's when, you know, there's so much copy, copying and yeah. you see like the same clay earring designs on every single earring sure. page. You know what I mean? But um, so what, give me an example of something for you that was like that inspired you to make a certain design? Mm-hmm. Um, so actually architecture is something that oh. I'm like a closet nerd about. <laughs> <laughs> um, not in any way where I could be like, well, this, I I don't know, builder person <laughs> made <Yeah>. this building <laughs> in this year. Like, not like You're that. You're fanatic. But yes, yeah. I do really enjoy like a good building, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at the flying <laughs> buttress at, that's wow. holding up the roof. Isn't it beautiful? It's grand. <laughs> so I have like a board on Pinterest that's like yeah. all the buildings that I find pretty. And then just also, nice. you know, old artist Henry Matisse will forever be uh, obsessed with him. Yeah. Well, there we go. We've got, you. you need to make a specific design. For him. So, oh, you know. I actually do have a ring for him. What? Get I out. No. Which one is it? The Matisse ring. <laughs> All right. And if people want to see that, where can they find it? Um, on my website. So I do sell on Etsy, but where you get more of my specific branded content is on my website. Um, and you can find that through my Instagram or Facebook page, or you can just type in kindaquaint.square.site. Kinda-quaint.square.site. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you. The dash is important. Otherwise, it'll go nowhere. That's fair. That's really sad. But just go to Instagram. That's Instagram the best. is just so much easier. Click on that. Just click on the button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I also think there's so much good creativity that's born out of boredom. Like yes. literally just sitting there being bored, and you're like, well, then I should go do something about yeah. my being bored problem. So I would say a lot of, a lot of the things that I make are just because I'm sitting there playing with mm-hmm. stuff because I'm bored, and then I'm like, you know, that works. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's, that's awesome because I think that was one of the things that the lockdown, that coronavirus kind of set in, mm-hmm. sort of pushed people into two experiences. Yeah. More entertainment, mind numbing, brain doling entertainment to where now people just don't even enjoy Netflix shows. Yeah. There's, there's just not enough TV and has diminished return. Like eventually the shows won't be cool anymore. Yeah. Eventually the CGI won't be impressive anymore. And I just love that concept. You're talking about boredom brings creativity. But it's like that feels so opposite. Yeah. It's like, I want to watch a movie. And then I'll be like, when I saw Avatar, it made me think this color blue and this beautiful thing and this shape and this. And then I made this ring and bam, Avatar ring. Boom. But the the reality was actually that our brains and your creativity specifically even kind of came out of this like sort of tinkering. Yeah. And just trying things and just Mm. sitting there and giving it time and space and all of that. Yeah. No. And I think even if, and if we do, you know, want to relate that back to, and I do it, relate (laughs) it all back, just tie it it all all together. Yeah. And if we do want to relate it like back to Christianity and why we were created, like we were always made to have a creative outlet like our creator does. And so I think almost by, 
you know, numbing that in the sense of going into that show her being like, you know, I'm super yep. bored right now. So I'm going to watch this entire season of how I met your mother. Yeah. And I think sometimes we need to do that, but at the same time we were created to create. And so there's something really beautiful yeah. about choosing to invest your time and mon- like time and to just yeah. being bored <laughs> and right. making something. Well, you're imitating the thing you love the most. Yeah. You know, it's like if you, by creating, you're imitating your creator. Just yeah. in the same way kids imitate the people they look up to. Mm-hmm. And we all imitate people we look up to because yeah, we're all kids and <laughs> adult bodies, right? Always you kids. Know? So it's like we all love some celebrity or some artist or some musician or whatever. Mm. And we try to imitate them in some ways. Yeah. But I think you're 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 definitely onto something there and I think you should run with it. <laughs> I think you might even inspire yourself into a new product soon because <laughs> that boredom, that tinkering and the creating to imitate your creator is such a good little concept. Mm, thank um, you. So it's really, really great. And it was so good to have you on this episode of the Typical well, Creative Podcast. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Once again, Dylan, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was really good to have you on today's episode. And I know that the creatives enjoyed it. So creatives, if you want to find kind of quaint on instagram i highly encourage it not only because you get 30 percent off at checkout with promo code typical creative 30 but also just because she's a good follow she's got some beautiful photos and really cool products that are just kind of inspiring and uplifting so go check it out kind of quaint k-i-n-d-a dot q-u-a-i-n-t kind of quaint and uh If you love sustainable living, if you love creativity, she's a good follow. So definitely go connect with her there. Creatives, you know I love you. You know I think you're great. And as always, I gotta say it, stay creative. See you next week.